Today is Thursday, February 22nd, 2024. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. Google's AI chatbot is getting roasted online after its rather curious images for the Pope, George Washington, and others. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast, where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating. You can email us, quickstartpodcast at cbn.org. Joining me today, get through the news of the cray, as we call it, is Madison Seals. And Madison, you're going to be diving in on the focus story to this alliance defending freedom. Uh, They're defending someone, a firefighter who was, well, a chaplain who was fired for, honestly, this reason defies all explanation here. Right. Yeah. It's a case that really should concern every American because many of us, most of us actually hold the same viewpoint. So it's going to keep being being prosecuted until we can stand up to it. We'll get the details there on the focus story on the main thing. China is set to implode. It was supposed to be their century. What's going on? Well, CBN's Dale Hurd has the story. So that'll be the main thing. Don't forget to subscribe to DC Debrief and Newsmakers. Those are two other of our CBN News podcasts. With that housekeeping out of the way, let's head over to the news here in 90 seconds. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has said no form of pressure can compel Israel to cease its military operations in Gaza before achieving its set goals, including the release of hostages, even as fighting persists in Gaza and northern Israel. This is amid the international community calling for a ceasefire. Netanyahu said, we really want to achieve another hostage release. And we also, uh, we're also willing to go a long way, but we are not ready to pay any price, certainly not to pay the uh, illusory prices that Hamas demands from us. And Boeing has made significant leadership changes with its 737 MAX program following a recent incident involving An Alaska Airlines flight, the incident involved a door plug blowing out of uh, a Boeing 737-9 MAX shortly after takeoff, prompting an emergency landing. And Google's AI chatbot Gemini was blasted as woke after its image generator spit out some pretty crazy images, including an Asian woman as the Pope, black Vikings, female NHL players, and, quote, diverse versions of America's founding fathers. Those are just some of today's top headlines. You can check out those stories and more over at CBNnews.com. Madison, I'm going through this thread and it was from one of the Babylon Bee writers, Frank Fleming. He kind of did this thought exercise, not really a thought exercise, but an actual exercise of seeing what these chatbots do. And it was pretty wild to see what what was happening here and it was it's essentially and I'll link to it in the description so you can kind of browse through some of these images and the prompts that he was giving he was basically trying to see if it would put a white person in there without saying like hey draw me a white person because it would probably do that but it just kept putting in all these uh, other types of races and genders etc and it's just really you know it kind of makes me think what is What are we walking into here with all this AI stuff? Right. Yeah. I mean, when is AI not stirring up controversy? It's really (laughs) interesting to see when people go in and test it like this, because 
the majority of the time, if it's not morally ambiguous results, it's just a flat out distortion of reality, which is yeah. really kind of scary when you think about it. Well, and and people are going to become more dependent on AI. I mean, it's just if it's saving you time, people are going to use it and there are going to be bad actors. And I think of, for one thing, scripture, because it is it's really crazy how you can say, hey, like, show me. 14 examples in the Bible of this or whatever, and it'll just spit it out for you. But what if they're not giving you accurate information? What if people start relying on this too much? And then this information that gets spit out by these chatbots has an agenda or people right. want to influence it and put it, put stuff in the code that will make it do certain things to ch maybe change scripture or just get it wrong. And so it's, we really have to be careful about how we use this and what we do with it and really keep people honest who are making this stuff with threads like this, because I, the potential there for messing with the collective conscience of the country is, is pretty vast, I would think. Right. Yeah. And like you were saying, it really plays into this idea that there's more than one version of the truth or kind of this idea of, um, you know, your individual truth or my truth, your versus your truth. And, that's already an issue in society just when it's being talked about. Yeah. But then when you're also putting images and articles to it and all of this information being compiled by this artificial intelligence, it just becomes even more confusing and I think more impactful too. Yeah. And look, the we've seen activists just really focus in on narrative type things in the past couple of decades, particularly the last five, 10 years. You've seen word games. I just saw in the headlines this week when there, there was an abortion um, ruling against um, uh, something that could potentially help restrict abortions. And uh, I think you have the details on that one, Madison. I can't remember it, but if you want to add that. But, but basically what I, was, I, what I saw, the headline, it said like, hey, this could really hurt reproductive health. And I just thought, and that was from the Washington Post. And I just thought, you know, that's the sign of the times. Like this is a narrative. We just, we don't even think about that. We read that headline and it's like, no, this is, this is about abortion. And so that is bias. That is somebody trying to spin a narrative to you. And that's just in a major paper. What happens when it's in our chat bots that we're using for all these prompts and they start doing stuff like that on a, on a scale we can't even fathom. It's, it's really kind of terrifying to think of. Yeah. And especially on an issue like abortion that is not only policy related or um, what you think spiritually, your spiritual or, you know, Christian convictions, but physically so many women are impacted by abortion and receiving the wrong information when they're going to the internet, going to AI, trying to seek out what's best for them physically as well. That could be really dangerous as well. Yeah, yeah no doubt about it. So, well, we'll certainly, I mean, we're going to keep reporting on AI and how that all develops because it's clearly one of these defining times where we're going to have a big shift, kind of like when the internet came. We didn't know exactly what was going to happen. Here we are, the pioneer generation growing up on the internet. And so now we're going to have the pioneer generation using AI. So we will keep updating that as everything unfolds. All right, we're going to head over to the focus story now. And as I mentioned at the top there, the Alliance of De Defending Freedom. Their attorneys are representing a former volunteer chaplain, the Austin Fire Department. His name is Andrew Fox. 
And he filed a motion earlier this week asking a federal court to protect his First Amendment rights after city officials fired him for sharing his religious views on his personal blog. This seems insane. Madison, who's Andrew Fox? So Andrew was a volunteer chaplain with the Austin Fire Department and served as the lead chaplain for eight years. And he actually created the chaplaincy program from scratch at this particular fire department because he believes that those who respond to crises for a living should have someone to call on when they experience crises Mm. of their own. So he served alongside firefighters and first responders going to the scene of a fire or a natural disaster and helping practically sometimes with physical needs and also mentally and spiritually by praying over victims and first responders after a tragedy. So how did he end up in hot water and ultimately get fired because um you know this is it sounds like his personal blog and he's also the chaplain so this isn't like it's coming out of left field that he's a man of faith so how did that all happen Yeah exactly as it should be assumed by the nature of his job Andrew is a Christian and he shared about his religious views on his personal blog. And so in one of these blog posts, he wrote that men and women are biologically different and that men should not compete on women's sports teams. So it seems like this second point is what finally ticked somebody off enough to report it to city officials, even though it's a natural conclusion based Mm -hmm. on the first statement of fact. But even though his intent was to foster discussion here, city officials demanded that he take back what he said and apologize for the harm that his blog post supposedly caused. And he did apologize if anyone was offended, but he did not apologize for his faith or recount what he said. So city officials fired him from the volunteer chaplaincy that he created. Goodness. What what has his response been to this and what's he doing now? Well, in 2022, Alliance Defending Freedom, who has argued so many similar cases that we've covered here, filed a lawsuit asking the court to uphold Fox's First Amendment rights. Then on Tuesday this week, Alliance Defending Freedom filed a motion asking a federal court to protect his free speech. And Andrew himself has spoken out, saying that it's never the job of the government to censor speech based on someone's religious views, especially when those views are shared outside of work in something like a personal blog. And he also noted that he immigrated to the U.S. over 20 years ago because he valued that he could speak about his Mm. views and beliefs in public without fear of government censorship or punishment. Then for eight years, he volunteered without pay, I'll note again, and served his duty as a chaplain with every single call, even even calls from those who identify as LGBTQ. Man, this is uh, this is really, really something. And you look at uh, we, we talk about the narrative game and then changing definitions and changing words. You notice how their argument was that he was causing harm by posting these things. And that's another thing that I've seen. And if that sort of gets codified, this language of, well, you having this view, just merely having this belief, having this viewpoint um, makes it so that it's harming other people which is something, you know, that's blatantly just an opinion. It's not physical where you can obviously see it. If people are losing their jobs over that, people are losing their livelihoods. That's, a again, a dangerous precedent to be setting, especially when we have tools like AI. And if they're all going to lean that way, 
you know, it's going to warn you on things. You're going to, you're going to seem like some sort of rebel crazy person if you're holding standard Christian views. So, man, this is really crazy in particular, Madison, that this happened to a guy who's a chaplain and it's again, his personal blog. So do we, do we know how, uh, confident they are in this case because i mean i know the adf and and groups like that have tried so many of these they'll probably have a good sense on what the outcome is going to be if they feel like positive about it or or what but because this this just seems insane right well and as andrew said he's hoping that this is his first case that's ever going to trial but he's hoping that it'll be the last of this kind because there have been so many and he knows that and he's fighting for it because i mean as you mentioned earlier so many would say that he's harming somebody. I mean, that's, you know, the case in and of itself. That's the reason that he was fired is because he allegedly harmed someone. Whereas as Christians, of course, we would say that he's actually doing the loving thing by saying, this is not how God designed our lives to be. This is not healthy for women. It's not healthy for men to identify as the opposite sex. So he's doing the loving thing by pointing that out and wanting the best for these individuals. So he's going to fight and take this as far as it'll go to hopefully prevent future cases from happening. All right. Appreciate it, Madison. We will look forward to the update of when this ever goes through and to see the outcome of it. We'll certainly keep everybody updated on that, but appreciate you bringing it to the podcast today. All right. We're going to head to the main thing now and China has been touted in recent years for its growth, its growing economy, and this despite it essentially being a communist country, they have been growing. But is all of that just a house of cards? There are some signs now that this is all coming crashing down. CBN's Dale Hurd has the story on today's main thing. The Chinese call it a tofu dreg project, or buildings made out of tofu. It means a badly constructed building or shoddy workmanship, and there are examples of it all over social media. Tofu dreg projects could also be a symbol of China today. It might look impressive on the outside, but underneath, it's falling apart. Experts told us that this would be the Chinese century. However, Xi Jinping's China dream is dying, thanks to a series of setbacks on almost every front. 2023 was a bad year for the Chinese government in just about every way. And 2024 does not promise to be much better. Last year was China's worst economically since 1976. A study that the government tried to suppress found that almost one billion Chinese may be living in poverty. There are a lot of things that are going wrong that are fixable, but fundamentally there are more things going wrong that aren't fixable. Josh Bierenbaum at the Foundation for Defensive Democracy says international businesses and capital are continuing to flee China because staying has become too risky. Companies are increasingly seeing the writing on the wall in China. The environment is no longer conducive to uh, open business, going from 100 billion in foreign direct investment to negative 11 billion over the last seven quarters is, is just remarkable. Youth unemployment is so high the government has stopped reporting it. 
Increasing numbers of youth have given up on the future and are lying flat, which means to be unemployed and unmarried, basically dropping out. China expert Gordon Chang. China is right now in a state of turmoil. There's a sense of gloom which has pervaded Chinese society. People are saying, this society no longer is what I want to live in. China's demographics are in free fall. Last year, for the first time since the 1960s, more Chinese died than were born. By 2040, China is expected to have more elderly than the entire U.S. population, 400 million. You're having a revolution among uh, young women who are turning their backs on society. And so they're saying, look, I'm not getting married. I'm not having kids. I'm just opting out. China's stock markets lost more than $6 trillion in value in three years. China's construction and real estate sector is continuing to crater. On the foreign policy front, China's attempt to intimidate Taiwan before the recent presidential election backfired. Beijing had ramped up incursions into Taiwan's airspace and even launched a missile with a satellite toward Taiwan right before Election Day. The Taiwanese people responded by electing a new president firmly opposed to reunification with the mainland. And this means that Taiwan is moving away from China. Purges in the party leadership in the military suggest Xi fears opposition. Chang believes Xi's only way out is to win a big war. Birenbaum says without a massive political pivot, China faces a grim future. I would think that in the short term, in the next uh, two to four years, they will muddle, and after that, they will implode. Kind of like pieces of Chinese building materials. Dale Hurd, CBN News. All right, Dale, thanks for that one there. I'm going to include the link in the description of this episode to Dale's report there, the video to go along with that story. The tofu buildings was something else. You just It was just kind of videos from people in China. A lot of them look like construction workers, and they're just sort of scraping with their hand the side of the building, and it's just falling apart. That is, it was pretty, it's pretty wild stuff. So really, really interesting and eye-opening, something to keep an eye on for sure, because as we know, China is such a power player. And if that thing starts to unplode, we could see even more craziness on the global stage. All right, that's going to leave us the time for one last thing on the pod today. We're going to take a look at Zechariah 7, 9, and 10. Thus says the Lord of hosts, render true judgments, show kindness and mercy to one another. Do not oppress the widow, the fatherless, the sojourner, the poor, and let none of you devise evil against another in your heart. And you know, Madison, I just I saw this verse and I, I came across it and I was just thinking of, you know, how the Old Testament, in spite of all the things that people complain about in the Old Testament, you, you really do see God's character shining through in the things he cares about. And this verse is one of those that highlights it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just a good reminder, too, that kindness and mercy are defined by our creator. And the best way to love others and show kindness and mercy is to just stay true to his word and stand firm on his word. Absolutely. All right. Good spot to leave it on this Friday junior edition of the Quick Start Podcast. As always, get yourself on over to cbnnews.com faithwire.com for more news from a christian perspective lord willing and that creek don't rise on us we shall return tomorrow friday edition of quick starts up next god bless see you then